Hello, my name is Richard Claywell. This is Litigation Speaks. I give a series of podcasts on YouTube where we talk about different areas of business valuation where the valuation experts are probably not really doing what they're supposed to be doing and want to let you know what those issues are. Today I want to talk about using experts and the reliance that we're supposed to provide in our reports on those particular experts' reports. All certified public accountants and certified valuation analysts are required to make a statement, and we'll talk about that statement in just a little bit. We'll also talk about American Society of Appraisers, which has an accredited senior appraiser. They have a similar attribute in their standards, uh, and we'll talk about that also. What we'll talk about is the work of specialists. I value companies. Uh, I've been doing this for years and years and years, but I'm not a real estate appraiser. I had a certification of value personal property. Uh, just really didn't use it. It wasn't worthwhile for me to maintain it. So I don't value personal property. The problem is, is when we're doing the asset approach, we need to know what the fair market value of that is. So we need to find someone that's qualified to determine the fair market value of the real estate and or personal property. When we do that, we are supposed to include in our assumptions and limiting conditions the reliance we place on those particular individuals. In 2008 is when the, the professional standards came out, so effective January 1st, 2008, for business valuation experts that are CPAs. When we rely upon that particular individual, the, the talking heads in the industry and all the webinars that were being given talking about how we handle standards, and actually it's called SSVS number one, Statement of Standards on Valuation Services, and it's now changed to be, to be called ASC, Accounting Standards Code, VS number 100. We're supposed to state the reliance that we have. And what was being expressed in the webinars at the time was that we needed to tell what we did, and we had to make a determination of whether or not that particular individual was qualified to give an opinion on the value of real estate and or personal property. I still believe that that's what they're looking for, that is not in the standards, but I believe it's problematic because I am not a real estate or personal property appraiser, so I think it's extremely difficult for me to, to say that you don't know how to do your job. So what we do is we include a particular individual's uh, license number from the state that, they're, that they are in, and we state what their certification is in. Then we will make a little comment that says, we believe that they are qualified to do this because they've been issued a license by, in my case, the state of Texas. We then will make a comment that, however, if later on down the road it's determined that their information was incorrect, then we rely upon that. If their information is bad, then all bets are off for the asset approach because we've included numbers that someone later on has determined that they're not qualified to actually give an opinion uh, on these. I think it's a good practice for us to do that because just taking a number from anybody 
and using that without any sort of review, verification, whatever you want to call it, reasonableness, does it pass the smell test, uh, I, I think it's a bad idea. So I, I do think it's a good idea that we do that. This is required to be in our report. So if you have an appraisal that was done by either a real estate individual or a personal property individual, the attorney can go to the assumptions and limiting conditions section of the report and look for the reliance that they have put on the appraisal reports that they have received. And surprise, surprise, you're probably not going to see it. And I say that because I don't hardly ever see it. So technically, these individuals that do not do that are in violation of the professional standards, which you could call SSVS number one or ASC VS number 100, and these apply to CPAs and CVAs. The American Society of Appraisers is not quite as stringent, but what they say is that if I'm going to value a business that's going to have real estate or personal property in it, if I'm not qualified to appraise it or give an opinion, i.e. I don't have a certification, then we're expected to rely upon somebody to do that for us. And we want to include that in our report also that says we relied upon where the particular individual was for determining that fair market value. Again, because we're not qualified to, to give an opinion on that. One of the things I see a lot is what I would call a self-prepared real estate or personal property appraisal. This is where the individual appraiser, evaluation expert, will look at a depreciation schedule. They then determine what the economic life of the asset is versus the tax life. That should be done regardless. They recalculate the accumulated depreciation, subtract that from the cost, and they call that fair market value. That is not fair market value. That's an adjusted book value based upon accounting principles, which has absolutely nothing to do with fair market value. But people will call that fair market value. So if you see that, that's incorrect. If they've relied upon that number, if they use an asset approach, it's going to make the asset approach wrong. If they have to consider a goodwill, or they're looking at the total assets of the company, then the goodwill is going to be wrong. But I see that quite a bit where they will go out and do that. That is not an ex a generally accepted valuation practice. So we'll take a look for that. Uh, they're, they're trying to use judgment to come up with an answer. It typically boils down to the, the fact that the client doesn't want to pay the cost of having the appraisal done. And for, from my perspective, I think the answer is, uh, you know, maybe use some property tax appraisal reports and make a disclosure on how that was done and that that uh, is, is supposed to be at fair market value. I hope this helps. Take a look at what you've got when you get these reports. And look for the language in the limiting conditions where it talks about how they have handled the disclosure of third-party appraisers. If you have any questions on anything related to business valuation issues, give me a call or send me an email. I'll be more than glad to address those for you. Appreciate your time. See you again later. Thank you.